Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Tower and the Tower of Babel. Today's show will focus on the Star and Pandora. ancient stories and new age wisdom i'm biddy your expert in classics and i'm rose your resident tarot practitioner <laughs> welcome back hello everyone hello. so today we're talking about the star yay hope Think, yes exactly <laughs> things are finally looking up in the tarot um <laughs> after the destruction <laughs> of the tower we, we went down into the underworld and uh now we are finally on our way back and there's this Nice warm light leading the way, and mm. it is the star. <laughs> it's like almost like the light at the end of this dark tunnel we've been through. A little bit, yeah. Um, and it only gets brighter from here. Well, you know, first we have the light of the moon, and then we'll have the light of the sun. Um, the moon's a little mixed messages, though. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah. But right now, things yeah. are bright. <laughs> right now, it's brighter than the tower, that's for sure. Well, that's true. The tower has this, like, blinding lightning flash and, like, ah, oh, no. The star is much more of, like, a warm glow um, saying, oh, okay, this is, this, is, this is how to start healing. Okay. Right? This um, is how things are going to get better. Yeah, this is how things start to get better, right? So, like, we had this tower and... We were pretty much, you know, yeah, everything is getting destroyed. We're destroying our egos. We're destroying everything that uh, we were having a complete change of worldviews pretty much with that tower, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, basically it's destroying the the false path, right? And then the star is uh, lighting the way towards the true path. It doesn't actually give you the path per se, always, Mm -hmm. um, but it kind of shows you the right direction to aim towards. Kind of like a star that would guide you in the night sky. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've always thought it was really interesting how we, we tend to look to stars as as guides. You know, if we've been doing this for a long time with as as far back like with astrology, but you also have um, uh, those who would navigate on sea. They would always do so by by stars and actually, you know, We'd also do that by land as well. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. We, we use the stars as our guides. Um, yeah, and so that imagery is very much translated back into the star over here. Mm-hmm. So what do we have going on with the star yeah, today? Yeah, we'll start describing the image. Um, so if you remember earlier, we mentioned that uh, the cards of the underworld kind of start mirroring each other. Actually, the cards from 10 to... Uh, What's yeah? 10 to thir- uh, sorry, 10 to uh, 11. That's it. Or oh, sorry, 16. No. 10 to 16. <laughs> We're a little sleepy I'm today. A little sleepy. It's okay. Sorry about that. Drink, drink, drink more of my yeah. uh, drink some more kombucha. It'll yeah, wake you my, up. My, my wake up juice. <laughs> <laughs> I find that it does. I love the taste, and I find it does give me not a buzz, but like it gives you some energy. Well, it's got like. Com- like carbonation in it <laughs> it does it has tea mm-hmm. it has tea i don't write that as tea okay 
So, um, yeah, so it goes from 10 to 10 to 16. I just did it again. Okay. <laughs> 10 to 16 um, is kind of uh, then reflected uh, from the star onwards. So uh, we've, or 10 to 15 and then 16 to 22. We're reflecting everything, right? Mm -hmm. So the reflection from the star is actually temperance. And when you look at temperance and the star, there's a lot of common symbols happening. So let's actually describe the star. We've got uh, first thing that jumps out is this great big yellow star in the middle, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, it is an eight-pointed star. And Biddy, you've got some something to say about the symbols I, of eight-pointed stars. Do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was neat that it is eight-pointed. You don't really mm -hmm. see that uh, too often, or I don't really notice it. But apparently, um, it's important in this card because the Babylonians believe that the goddess Ishtar was represented by an octagon, again, eight-sided, yeah. same like this star. And what's interesting is that she rules over the planet Venus. And Ooh. in some other research that I did, apparently the woman in this star card is Venus. Is supposedly might be Venus. Ooh. So I kind of find it interesting that we have the star over top of a Venus, just like Ishtar rules over the planet Venus. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, especially in this, like in the summers, the the star, the brightest star in the sky actually is Venus. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, oh, that's true. So yeah. it might even be like a reflection of the woman. Yeah, it might be. In a sense. That's cool. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. So, yeah, you have this great big eight-pointed star in the middle, uh, top of the card, and then in the center of the card, you have a naked woman, a naked lady, mm -hmm. uh, with blonde hair, who's kneeling down into, like, one one knee is on the ground and one foot is on the water. And what's really interesting is that it looks like her foot actually isn't going into the water. It actually looks like it's able to rest firmly like she could actually walk on water um and this is different than the temperance card yeah. because you can see in temperance that her foot is under the water exactly so in temperance you had one foot in the water and one foot on ground and uh the foot that was in the water just was kind of dipping the toes underneath the pool and here we also have that one foot on water one foot on the land which is a symbol of balance and um like yin yang going at uh, going towards something from two perspectives but in this case you actually have the foot being supported by water instead of kind of t like testing the waters it's actually trusting the waters to support you right and this is one of the this is actually one of the first symbols of faith in in this card um this is this idea of walking on water which is kind of interesting coming right after the tower then mm -hmm. um because again like thinking about the tower of babel and how we related yeah. that and well yeah T tower of babel the, the the whole like point of that story was that they were going about getting to heaven the wrong way right and so when you're coming back from that and you're trying to find the right path uh this the star says you need to look towards faith Mm -hmm. uh, faith is actually a huge symbol, like part of the symbolism of the star. Uh, faith and hope are both the, I would say, the key words um, when I think about the star. Uh, other things to look at. So like, like temperance, you know, you had the one foot in water, one foot on land. Uh, but you also have the two cups symbolism happening. In temperance, there were two cups. One was being poured into another. 
in the star, they're actually both just being poured out. So you have, um, so it's kind of like saying now is the time to give back, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas temperance was saying now is the time to conserve what we have and, you know, um, keep track of our strengths and our resources. The star is saying, you know, uh, give freely to in, in multiple areas, right? So you've got one being poured into the water, one being poured on land. Um, when water is being poured into water, it just kind of dissolves into the pool, right? Whereas when water is being poured on land, it nourishes the environment and it, and it eventually comes back to the pool as well. So it's kind of just an interesting contrast to look from temperance to the star saying, okay, now we're giving back and eventually everything will be returned to where it came from, mm-hmm. right? Uh, other things to look at, let's look at the position of the stars around the main big star. Sure. So we've got this eight-pointed star and then you have seven stars around it. So for a total of eight stars again, yeah. right? <laughs> so I wonder if eight is an important number here. <laughs> I, I think it might be. Uh, numerologically, if you look at the like the numeral, uh, numeral symbols here, we it's the number 17 in the tarot, which actually seven plus one is eight again. So we've got a lot of eights happening. Um, but when you look at the position of those white stars around that big yellow star, uh, six of them almost look like they're coming out from the woman like wings. And uh, the seventh one is actually positioned on top of a mountainscape in a very similar way to how the sun was kind of positioned in the mountainscape of temperance. What's all? Oh, sorry. Sorry, what? I was yeah. saying it's also <laughs> interesting that the um, woman in temperance uh, um, has angel wings. Yes. So again, kind of that reflection of wings, but in a different way. Exactly. So like, it, it kind of looks like the stars are sprouting out from the woman in the star, like wings mm-hmm. almost, right? Um, but they're more celestial. They're in every way. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're heavenly, right? Um, there's a lot of symbols of of you looking towards the heavens as being your your main guide but it doesn't actually give you a path whereas temperance gave you a very strict path to follow uh the star does not have any path um like in temperance you there was like if like you look at the sim yeah. like if you look at the car there's actually a path that leads from the pool to the mountains in the distance the star does not have that right uh the star is just saying okay you need to look to faith and hope to guide you instead of strict rules and guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the background, there is an interesting bird perched on a tree. And Vidi, you said you had something to say about the I bird did. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the bird was interesting. I found it's uh, the sacred ibis of thought, apparently. Um, and it's actually an ibis bird, which I hadn't heard about before. Mm-hmm. So I looked into that one. Um, but birds in general, especially in the tarot, are symbols of aspiration, illumination, and higher vibration. Um, and then the ibis bird itself is a symbol of communication, probing, because it has that long beak. Oh, um, yeah. Transition and trust, which again, this Trusting, card is, yes. is huge. Trust, yeah. faith, hope. I would definitely say that. Exactly. Yeah. And saying how there's this harmonious relationship between you and your surroundings, which again, I definitely see with this card. She's especially being naked and she's one with her surrounding yeah it like the way she kneels down in her environment also just it makes it seem like she's part of it exactly right she very much seems 
like she's part of nature um and like there's there's no there's nothing sexual about her being nope. naked there's um it's just very much an acceptance of of what she is and uh, where she is right mm-hmm. yeah and i like that there's no shame there's no like nothing is drawing you to her nudity which i like except that she's naked yes <laughs> no but that yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Sometimes she, she's like front and try center to but... be like co- try to cover or try. You yeah, know what I mean, like there's nothing like it's just so natural in this image. Yeah, I uh, think it is. It's, it's very natural, and she's kind of looking down serenely into the pool. Um, and some might actually look at this as a symbol of reflection mm-hmm. as well, right? Looking into the pool for reflection. The pool is not reflecting anything though. Uh, so I I normally see this, uh, and it kind of. She's either looking into the pool or her eyes are closed. I normally look at this as saying, okay, you have to look within. Um, the answers are, like like the stars um, are sometimes just found within yourself. And they've always been there. They're just hiding sometimes. Right? Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, like uh, hope is within you. Exactly. Hope is within us. It's just sometimes we lose sight of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the stars. All right, which is exactly like the story <laughs> that I'm about. Oh, I to can't tell. wait to hear the story. Um, <laughs> all right, another thing I really want to talk about is I love the definition that Adetero had about faith. They say this: "What exactly is faith? It could be said that faith is a conscious belief in an unconscious experience of which we may not be directly aware, but of which we can still feel the effects." Mm. right yeah. <laughs> like doesn't that just give you shivers <laughs> um yeah so we've got this idea that okay yeah i have faith but i don't really know what it is that i'm experiencing right yeah um so in a reading then would it be helpful to see like the other cards like that are around this one to kind of help with the direction oh definitely actually every card is always enhanced by the other cards around it um, if you have a like more simple spread, like if you if you're using kind of the traditional uh, Celtic cross spread, um, normally that the other cards around any card will kind of give you some more information about uh, how that card is relatable to your own life. Um, but if you were doing just kind of like a past, present, future spread that has only three cards in it, well. You know, then I would say if you're getting the, the star as one of those times is mm-hmm. saying um, in that moment, like either past, present or future, it is a it's a good time to have faith and look within and uh, look to see, like go towards the righteous path, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I personally have received this card for myself many times <laughs> as my answer card. Ooh. I know. And it's like, so my answer is always like, oh, have faith, have faith, trust. Right? Um, and it's, it's not an easy thing to be told to do. No. Because <laughs> faith is kind of a tricky thing. It's not something you can force. Right? It's, it's, nor- it's normally just something that you have to kind of accept. And... Sometimes, especially when we want to be the magicians yeah. <laughs> in our own lives, right? We just, uh, we're not really in that position where we want to accept and trust something mm-hmm. uh, 
that is outside of ourselves, right? Yeah, it's a good thing to practice, I think, though, because mm-hmm. in all ways in life, we just need to have hope that things will work out because <laughs> we only really have so much control. And by so much, I mean not much. <laughs> well, yeah, unlike the hard thing about the stars, it's not a promise that things are going to work out. That's true. <laughs> it's just saying that you need to have faith yeah. because uh, without it, um, you can't really do anything. Um, if you don't have hope, um, then you don't really have a starting point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, hope is really the way that you are able to get out of that pit of despair, if you will. You need to have hope in order to start and and get anything accomplished, really. Right. Um, although some people might say that if you believe hard enough, you actually start making things happen again. <laughs> The right. manifestation, and I guess that's mm-hmm. more, again, with the magician that comes up. Yeah, there's that idea of manifestation, but even just looking at it from a psychological perspective, right? If you really want something to happen, you can be uh, you, you can be kind of the creator of that, that yeah. future. Yeah. Right? Uh, anyways, yeah, so tell us a story, Biddy. Tell us a story. Tell us a story. Okay, <laughs> so when I, because I do my, a little research beforehand to figure out, okay, what do I want to talk which, about? Which story to which pick? Which story to pick? You, and you have so many. There are so <laughs> many. And the word hope really came up a lot when I was looking at this card. And so I thought, why not a story of hope? Or with literally hope, the god <laughs> about hope, hope in it. That sounds great. So <laughs> the story that I'll be telling today has to do with Pandora. I think I've been alluding to this for the past couple of episodes, but that's okay. It's such a great story. It is a really great story, and I know most people are like, what do you mean Pandora's, or most people think of it as Pandora's box, has hope in it, but trust me, Sometimes people think of Pandora's box as, like, something terrifying that shouldn't be touched. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You don't want to touch it, you unleash all this badness, but there is a positive, a bit of a positive turn at the end, which is where hope comes in. So, um, first I just wanted to talk about Elpis, which is the personified spirit of hope so i didn't even know that elpis was a goddess god goddess is is a little maybe too much one of the things that's fun about doing war. this we find out more about this, about the subjects we love i get to learn so much more <laughs> um but she's more of just the personified spirit of hope and again the word for for that is a daimona Mm-hmm. Um, is just a personified spirit. Um, but she's often depicted as a young woman and usually carrying flowers or a cornucopia in her hands. Mm. So again, I like that image of of hope and of things to come. Yeah. Um, but getting back... Oh, sorry, that's what happened. Okay, so basically, Elpis and other daimones, so other personified spirits, were trapped in a jar... Not a box. The story is often translated as Pintora's box. It's actually a jar (laughs) (laughs) or a pithos to be super accurate. Okay. Um, So Zeus trapped it, trapped all these different kinds of personified spirits, uh, Hope being one of them. Um, Pandora's jar just doesn't have the same ring it to does, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so that's why, I, you know, it is what it is. I will be referring to it as a jar. Because <laughs> that's just how no, I am. There is no box. Exactly. Pandora's no box. box is something else. Yep. <laughs> Totally different story. Uh, um, okay, so we spoke about Prometheus. Let me turn back. Comfy. No, two episodes ago. Um, so this it does go back to Prometheus. He starts off our story. Um, 
Again, I'll just go, I'll go over a couple of things that I did before, but that's okay. So basically Prometheus, Titan God. Yeah, stole fire, right? Stole fire. But before he stole fire, he taught men how to make a proper sacrifice to the gods. Mm. However, he does so kind of by tricking the gods, by giving them the bad, quote-unquote bad portions of meat. So like the bones and the fat and the stuff that Mm -hmm. we wouldn't eat. Wrap it up, make it look all nice and fancy, and be like, here you go, gods, this is for you. And they were all excited, but then... They realized, realized, oh, this oh, is just the crappy shit. This like, isn't a sacrifice a at all. You're yeah. not sacrificing anything by giving me this. Exactly. <laughs> so because of that, Zeus stole fire away from man that mm. they had. Okay, and so they did have fire. So they had fire. Zeus took it away. Prometheus, really loving man, yeah. he took it back <laughs> <laughs> from Zeus and gave it back to men. Zeus pissed off not really impressed was yeah. like okay he did to prometheus what we talked about before yeah in the he, hanged man yeah. in the uh no in, oh sorry the the devil the yes the devil the exactly devil. Yeah, yeah sorry about that so yeah. so he you know chained him up had the yeah, eagle chains, come right the chains, the chains yeah come and eat out his liver every day but for men because he was still pissed off at them as well he's like mm. it's okay i'm gonna give you a gift I'm gonna gonna give you women. (laughs) So this is a story basically about the first woman, uh, Pandora. And what's cool is that Pandora literally means all gift. I don't know how I feel about like uh, (laughs) women being a in-your-face man like punishment gift. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Women don't seem to be portrayed very nicely here. <laughs> no, definitely not. And so this, again, is an example of Hesiod um, and his misogyny. There you go. Misogyny, not a new thing. No. Not, not a new thing. Not even a little bit. It's not something feminism made up. <laughs> no, this was, yeah. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah. So Prometheus, like I said, stole the bag. Zeus gave women as a gift. And I just wanted to read a few lines because this is, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool. This is how women in their minds were uh, created. Where is this coming from? So this is coming from Hesiod's Works and Days. So okay. it starts where I have it written down, about line 60 to 68 here. So Zeus ordered famous Hephaestus, so again, god of the forge, right. um, as quick as he could to mix earth with water and to put in a human voice and human strength and make the face like a goddess immortal and shape a maiden's most beautiful form. And so women were created by Hephaestus. Yes, yeah. So, like, their form, yes. With was, guidance of Zeus. With guidance of Zeus. Then Zeus bid Athena to teach her works. Mm. So, how to weave and, and integrate web, that sort of thing. Um, then he told Aphrodite, the golden, to pour grace around her and hard longing and knee-weakening care. I'm really sure. Okay. There we go. So, so Athena made made women smart and Aphrodite made, made them mm. sexy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's knee weakening, you know, how you yeah. see someone kind of sexy and you're like, oh, weaken the knees. There we go. I do. I and, do know. <laughs> but then he told Hermes to put in the mind of a bitch and the heart of a thief. Oh. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn there, right? What? Yeah. Mind of a bitch and heart of a thief. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for that. It makes me sad. Yes. Well, like, I, I imagine they mean like a dog, right? Sure. Yeah? Okay. I'm not really sure how. Is this where the word Either bitch way. came from? Like <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, um, so, not, yeah. Not the greatest of things. So, basically, Zeus is 
telling them, mm-hmm. make them, you know, really beautiful on the and outside and, and really wicked on and... the inside. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say that later, too. And that's basically how you see, you're supposed to see Pandora. Like, you know, they dress her up all beautifully. She has beautiful hair and jewelry mm-hmm. and all these things. But inside, she's really, like, wicked and awful. So is this, like, a poison to man kind of thing? Yes, it is. Oh. So I should have said gift again with quotation marks. <laughs> the gift to man. It's like the Trojan horse before the... <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Before the Trojan horse. Yeah. And so after Pandora was made, Zeus sent a gift to her. Um, in the form of a pithos. So again, this jar. And inside the jar laid pain and disease and harsh toil. But, and which Pandora opened. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Naturally. Curiosity. There you go. Here's a gift. So Curiosity of course, like, of killed course the bitch. you're going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to open it. If someone's giving you a gift of something, yeah. why wouldn't you open to see what's inside? Yeah. She was able to close it fairly quickly. Most of these personified spirits escaped, except for hope. Hope remained inside this jar. Hmm. So that's why, I don't know, to me when I think of hope, I think of this story and that... Hope is what remained. Hope is what remains. Hope is always inside of us. So if we think, I can't really draw it, or I can draw it for you, but no one else will see it. (laughs) A pithos or a jar, um, it's... Hmm... You can put, I don't know. put an image up. I'll put an image can, up because yeah. I'm like literally just using my fingers and that doesn't Trying really help. Trying to describe help. it, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely put an image up. Does it look at all like the jars it that does. The, star, the woman in the star is holding? It definitely does look like those jars. Um, but normally they're typically bigger. But the point that I wanted to get Well, maybe the, across, the woman in the star is just massive. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because she could be. Um, but I always almost see it as like a shape of a womb in a way and so again this idea that hope is inside us and particularly in women in the womb because that's the way that we create people (laughs) and humanity and or mankind is within us and that hope will always be there within us Wow, that's really beautiful. So, I like that. It's it's yeah. at the beginning you're like, oh shit, like, this is not a good story. Like, at all. How's this story going? <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> you're like, I know. I that. don't identify with this woman being described this way. <laughs> no, it is not a good way to, for yeah. us to be described. However, I don't know I really if this story like this was idea. written for women. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking to see if there is anything else. But yeah, just that we carry life within us and the future within us. And so again, That's true, yeah. this idea of hope and like hope, hope in the is future. what brings the future. Exactly. Essentially, like hope is what moves us towards that future that we hope mm-hmm. for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got to just keep having it and keep trusting in it. Exactly. And if you've seen the new Wonder Woman movie, this story may be a little familiar because at the beginning or they do describe the way that Diana was made. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Pandora. Like yeah. almost exactly. So yes. Yeah I saw you grinning during that part. <laughs> I grinned I think through the whole movie. I know you You were so happy. <laughs> you were so happy. You are like this movie. This is great. This is great. Yeah so this is that's pretty much all I have planned for talking about the star um but we do have a little extra time I guess we do we didn't have any announcements today either and I haven't done a thunder bitty in a while but I I also can't like yeah you're you're in a happy place right now (laughs) I'm in a happy place yeah that's good I'm in a I'm in an in-between place 
Yeah, in between place. In between. Well, that that is that is the time because it's kind of like a new new beginnings time in September, oh, yeah. right? Um, a lot of a lot of students are starting schools this week, right? Yeah. You've got of all ages, students of all ages. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Starting new schools this week, starting new. Um, new topics, new courses, right? Yeah. Um, and I do think we, we normally have a lot of hope when we start something new, right? So yeah. I hope... And, and faith that it works out. Exactly. That... You, you start it, you start something new, You especially when you're embarking on studies, right? You've mm-hmm. got this idea. It's like, okay, let's... I have this faith. I trust that this is going to lead me towards... Uh, where I want to go, where I want to end up eventually. Yeah, and if it doesn't, just keep breathing. <laughs> yeah, breathing helps. Breathing helps a lot. Breathing always yeah. helps. But that's true, yeah, this is a kind of cool that it is coming out the first week of, of school. I, I do find that there is kind of some serendipity involved with when our cards are coming it's out. so true. <laughs> it's happened a few times now. Yeah, we're like, oh man, Evil's happening in the world. Let's uh, talk about the devil. <laughs> um, and yeah. now it's things now are hopeful. Th- things are hopeful. Finally, let's talk about the yeah. star. Oh, and Mercury just came out of retrograde. Oh yay! So, oh, that- thank God. <laughs> there you go. That star. That star definitely needed to start moving correctly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now my job search because can really begin. <laughs> It's yeah. funny. Yeah, Mercury goes retrograde quite often, actually. <laughs> more and more lately, it feels. Uh, Anywho. It, it's pretty regular. It's pretty yeah. regular. It's like... I think I need to have it, like, charted on my calendar. Just oh, so yeah. like I know, okay, <laughs> these are the weeks where I don't do these particular things. Oh, no. I've never done that. I've never done that. I normally will check, like, after. Mm. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. hmm, I want to see after the fact. So yeah, I feel like okay. things have been weird. And then you look it up, you're like, oh, okay, this is I was why. like, okay, it, are there patterns here happening? Yeah. I, don't, I don't like using it for that because uh, I feel like it takes away my hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways, uh, so that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Yes. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you, Rose. Um, (laughs) Thank you for staying awake. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, the the fancy tea helped. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you'd like to get in touch with us, as always, our email is mythtarolove at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group called the Myth Tarot Love Podcast and a new Instagram account. Um, we are at Myth Tarot Love, and I definitely post more on there, so come and check it out. Um, finally, if you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can do so by pledging just $1 per episode on Patreon, um, or just by telling other people about the show as well and writing a review on, on iTunes or Google Play. All of those things help us out a lot, and they're free to do. So there we go. It's true. And you'll be, uh, you know, earning our ever- Undying love and support. Yes, (laughs) definitely. All right, so um, next week's show, we're going to look at the moon and Artemis. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Which Viddy has been looking forward to for quite some time. (laughs) Um, Our parting words for today come once again from the American Tarot Association, and it is this. Having faith in any power will allow that power to manifest in your life. Believing that something will happen is as sure a way as any to make it happen. Now, 
talk about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above.